Las Vegas. It's 6 a.m. and I'm watching the sun come up. I lie in bed reminiscing about the night I just had. There was Julie, who was quiet and kind, but ultra seductive. There was Stacy, who had this young, beautiful, playful spirit who kept throwing signs at me all night, but I was too oblivious to notice any of them. And then there was Alicia, exotic, confident, sure of herself, but in a friendly way. She was going to school for neuropsychology and was into anime. She didn't just straight up ask me for a dance like the other women. She talked to me first. She warmed me up, seduced me. And as a fellow aficionado of the seductive arts, I appreciated that. And so I spent the next few hours asking her questions, talking to her, picking her brain, trying to find out how does she do what she does. Needless to say, I was beyond impressed. So with that said, let me tell you what I learned from a Las Vegas stripper. Let's get into it. Welcome, welcome back to the Red Velvet Podcast. I'm your host, Pablo Rosario. This is episode 21. And as I'm recording this, my voice sounds the way it does because I just got back my my brother's bachelor party. Now, it's not because I was screaming all night and clubbing all night. It was because I was actually sick before the event but it's my brother's bachelor party he's only getting married once and i couldn't miss it and so i sucked it up i got hopped up on meds on dayquil emergency and try to push through my voice is the only thing that didn't really survive the trip but honestly it was probably the best i've ever done vegas see like in order to do vegas you got to do it right See, for me, the first time I did Vegas, I went with a college girlfriend. I surprised her with a trip as a graduation gift. And when I sprung it on her at the family dinner, she had the most uninterested, unenthusiastic, kind of disappointed look that you've ever seen. I mean, you would think that for someone who's never been to Vegas, who, who for a graduation gift, said that they were being taken to Vegas, that she would be happy, but she wasn't. It was so embarrassing. Even her family looked at me and was sad for me. <laughs> we ended up having a horrible time. We fought while we were there, ended up breaking up after. So I didn't count that as my first time in Vegas. The second time I went to Vegas, I was actually working. This is when I was working for Neil Strauss. It was an action-themed event conference where we did things like jump out of a moving car. We crushed cars with tanks and it was a really fun time. But again, I, I was working, I was so stressed out that I didn't even have time to enjoy being there. So that didn't count for me either. About a year later, I went back there for another conference. And at that time I met this tennis player who was super sexy. She was there for a tournament. I ended up meeting up with her one night and I'm pretty sure I could have had a threesome with her and her roommate, but again, I was working. And so almost every time I've been to Vegas, I've always been working. I never had a time to really enjoy myself and do what I wanted to do. But this time, this time, I was gonna have fun. This time I planned, I set aside play money. I had my schedule planned out. One of the things that was on this schedule was to show my brother what a Las Vegas strip club looked like. You see, he was accustomed to going to the same hole in the walls like in Jersey. But this, no, no, this was Vegas. This was the big least. This is where women, they actually fly into. They come from out of town just to dance here to make money for the weekend. 
Now, while my brother, you know, he was there to see boobies. And I'm not going to lie, I was too. But I was actually there for a special reason. You see, I have this, this interesting fascination with strippers. And not in like an addictive, creepy, loser sort of way. For me, yes, they're mesmerizing. They're sexy. They're every man's fantasy. But the reason why I find them so interesting is because they are masters of seduction. They get paid to flirt and banter and seduce at a high level. For them, it's about being so good that you don't get a phone number. Like, no, you get guys to want to do things for you, to want to take you out, to want to spoil you. And for me, that's that's so impressive. That's high skill level right there, almost an art. And to do that, like they got to have a deep understanding of human psychology, be able to read people and understand their needs. And on top of that, I love the challenge. Like I think every guy that wants to learn how to flirt needs to go to a strip club because it's a beautiful game that's going on. I mean, you have the guys going in there thinking, all right, you know, I'm going to get her to like me. I'm going to convince her to like me. And then you have the dancer's point of view, which is, I'm going to make him think I like him and seduce him and get his money. And it's a beautiful back and forth game, like a battle of wills to see who cracks first. And so and I love it. I, I find it fascinating. It's like flirting on hard mode. And like I said, if you want to get good at flirting fast, go to strip clubs. You will get a masterclass on that. And that's just one of the things that I picked up around my time with strippers. But it just brings us to the topic of this episode, which is what I learned from a Las Vegas stripper. And I always thought if I could learn something here, not only will I stand out at the strip club, but I can also help other guys enjoy themselves and who know, maybe help a guy connect with one. And, and more importantly, like, because check this out, after what I saw that night at the strip club when I was there with my brothers, I was even more motivated to make this episode. I was actually going to talk about something completely different. But after I saw that, I, I knew I had to make this episode because while we were there, there were these three guys in front of us. And they were some of the most uncalibrated, sleazy guys when it came to interacting with the dancers. They would pull women really close and get close to their neck and kind of graze their face in a way that made women uncomfortable. They would grab them by the arm and even like play around the vagina area, which if you've been to a strip club, that's a no-no. You just don't do that. And they actually almost got kicked out for what appeared to be like recording them, which also you don't do. And I hate that, man. I, I you know, like, you know, while they are there to provide a fantasy, you know, you can't just pull people like that. You can't just like invade people's spaces like that. You know, like you're not entitled to me. And I think that's the thing that bothered me was the entitlement. Just because you're paying doesn't make you entitled to it. And not only that, it just ruined the vibe for everybody. Almost every woman that walked away from that group walked away upset. And less and less of women started to come around our section that night because these guys were around. And so that's why I'm like, let me make this episode. Hopefully guys learn, guys see the error of their ways. And that way they can start having like the real fun when you go out there. So, um, you know, let me get into it. Let me get into it. These lessons came about because I met a young lady. Her name was Alicia. Alicia, half Native American and half Black. You can already know how sexy she looked very exotic looking at the same time 
you know, confident but friendly and approachable. And she was the first one to come up and talk to me. And instead of being all transactional like the other women and going, hey, do you want to dance? Do you want to dance? Oh, and by the way, she did not have a deepest voice as me. Like I said, <laughs> this is just the way the voice sounds. I'm a little sick. But, you know, instead of asking, did I want to dance? We talked first. We just bullshitted back and forth for a bit. I found out she was getting her master's in neuropsychology. And after I found that out, I was hooked. I was like, oh, yeah, you're a fellow psychology nerd? So we started nerding out on psychology. And then at one point, she dropped that she runs her money through an LLC. And I was like, wow, like that, I, I'm impressed. I am impressed. And I told her, listen, I'm a dating coach. Can I pick your brain for a second? And she got excited. She was like, oh yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. And so we ended up talking for a while, but I broke it down to the three biggest takeaways that I got from the conversation with Alicia. And the first question I asked her was, how do guys get a stripper? This is a question that every guy wants to know. How do a guy get a stripper to get her to actually like him and get her outside the club? And the reason why I was asking this was because, let's be real, every guy wants this. They want to possess the fantasy. They want to be able to experience the, the height of female sexuality. They want that fantasy to come true. Now, when most guys try to go about this, they have absolutely no idea what they're doing. They, you know, they talk to the woman, they have a lap dance. And while having a lap dance, they ask her, what's your real name? What do you like to do for fun? Oh, you're going to school? That's so great. And then at the end, they ask her, so what are you doing after this? And that, my friend, is your first mistake. According to my new friend, Alicia, Asking a dancer what she's doing after this is one of the most annoying questions you can ask. They hear it every night from nearly every guy, and it annoys the shit out of them. She said that the best way to get a stripper's attention is with money. Now, I know what you're thinking. I know the red flags are going off. All oh, women only want money. They want money. But check me out. I understood where she was coming from. Because whether or not we realize it, they're actually working. They're at work right now. They're there to make a living. And if you're there just to get a free show and take up their time when they could be making money, you're just getting services for free. And they're not going to be happy with you. I mean, think about it. Let's say someone came to your job and someone was taking up your time and you weren't getting paid for it. How would you feel? I mean, you'd be pretty angry too. Same time, on the other hand, if someone came to your job and left you a nice tip, you'd notice them too. And so the impression that I got from her was that you don't have to necessarily be making it rain like a baller. I mean, if you can, absolutely do. Go ahead and do your thing. But, you know, just don't be stingy and be generous with your tipping. Just like when you go out to a restaurant or you're at a bar, when you tip well, you get noticed. You get extra attention. And from there... She said that if you want to take them out, ask them out like, hey, I'd like to take you out to a nice dinner afterwards or take you shopping. Well, naturally, I asked her, how do you prevent it so they don't only want you for your money? And she said, well, it depends. Some women are looking to get taken care of. And so if you're looking to wife one up, you know, that's the way to go because they're making money here. And to get them to stop, 
you know, making such great income, you kind of have to say like, hey, I'm asking you to give up all this money to go ahead and be with me. And so you're going to have to, you know, take care of them. Um, if, and for other women, that's not necessarily always the case. But in listening to her, my mind started thinking, and I was like, well, if you want to avoid that and build a genuine connection with her, this is how I would do it. What I would recommend is I would just try to meet her outside the bar, outside the club. Instead of trying to game her in the club, meet her outside. You see, because peep this, like I said before, guys, when they want strippers, in my opinion, they want the fantasy. They want the fantasy of saying I'm being a stripper to bring that fantasy home to possess that sexy siren, that freak in the sheath. And they think that she's like that all the time. But it's all for ego. They only want that for the ego. They don't realize that the fantasy is actually a real person and that she's not like that all the time. That just like regular people, she goes to the supermarket. She goes hiking, which by the way, that's where they go. I talked to a bunch of them that night and what they do for fun is that they go hiking. They go to the grocery store. So they're normal people. So in my head, why not meet them there? Now, of course, when they go out, they don't have a sign that says, hey, I'm a stripper. But if you're looking to meet beautiful women that have sexy potential, go outside, meet them in those places. Now, that's not to say, though, you can't meet her in the bar, in the club, and, and, and generally attract her. It's definitely possible. I've done it a few times. You just have to understand that it takes time and a money investment in order to get to that point. And so whenever I make these podcasts or give advice, I like giving advice to the average guy uh, and, and give him advice where he will win most of the time. And so if you want to meet a woman, meet him outside. And, and, and here's the last thing too. If that advice doesn't vibe with you, then you just want your ego stroked. That's it. You know, it pretty much, it's like, a, yeah, if the thought of meeting her outside and not knowing she's a stripper when you first meet her does not appeal to you, then you're going for your ego. You are stroking your ego. You want this win for your ego. Now, you know me, I'm never going to judge you. If that's your thing and you want to feel your ego, that's completely fine. Go ahead. I've done it before. I love the challenge. My only thing is that you just have to understand what comes with it. And once you do and you accept what comes with it as far as the time, the money investment, then go ahead. Do your thing. You're a grown man. Enjoy yourself. <laughs> so let me move on to the second thing that I've from Alicia, which is this. Most strippers, they're big nerds. And guess what? They love other nerds. They love nerdy guys. And before like, before I really get into this lesson, like, let's define nerd. Let's do that. Because I feel like guys would rather be called, you know, guys like, would avoid. They want to avoid being called a nerd and prefer hearing bad boy or alpha, not knowing that. And he says that the difference between a nerd and a geek and a dork is that a nerd is a combination of being obsessed with something, being really smart about it, and having the social skills to communicate it in an interesting way. That means 
being really passionate and excited about the things that you love. And even though, even if it's weird and being really smart about it, but being able to communicate the emotion behind it in a way that people connect with you and actually are interested. Like for me, I could nerd out on anything psychology, Batman, and magic. I mean, that's how I connected with Alicia. We were just nerding out on psychology. And for you, maybe like Star Wars, for example. And like, for example, you can say, yeah, I love Star Wars and I love the Ewoks and the Wookiees and I love how they have their own language and it goes like, roar! And however Ewoks sound, I, I don't know. And in that example, though, that's you showing intelligence and that you're obsessed, which is great, but you're not possessing the social skills. You're not demonstrating the social skills to communicate it in an interesting and relatable way. And it's because of that, Women don't vibe with that. But if you tell her, yeah, Ewoks and Wookiees, they're some of the most loyal characters in the Star Wars universe. And I love the way that they stand by people and always got their back and always down to, to, to swing off on anybody. Like, I'm there for you and I love that. And when you communicate that to a woman, she can relate to that. She can communicate to, she can relate to loyalty. And that is what she finds sexy. You get what I'm saying? And so... Back to the topic at hand, while they love nerds, strippers are nerds too. Like they're goofy and they're into nerdy shit too. And I think part of the reason why guys don't ever think this is because they're so overtaken by their sexuality. Like they're so blinded by it and not realizing that it's a mask. It's a costume that they're wearing. It's not the real them. Because the truth is underneath the eyeshadow, the thong, the push-up bra, the real her, she wears glasses. She has her hair in a bun. She wears sweatpants. She has a goofy laugh. And it's probably the biggest Harry Potter or Star Wars nerd. I told Alicia this, right? My theory. And she said, not only she's a big nerd, but then she showed me her Apple Watch, which has the background of an anime. And in that moment, I caught a glimpse of the real Alicia. In that moment, she turned into this little kid right in front of me. And the illusion was broken. But in a good way, you know what I mean? And so, my friends, so if you can take a moment to snap out of your titty-induced stays, your hypnosis, remind yourself that underneath that, she's just a nerd with really nice boobs. You'll communicate and you'll connect with her a whole lot easier and you'll have more fun. Which brings me to the last lesson that I learned from Alicia. And this might be the biggest one. And that's this. Don't get mad at the game. Play the game so you can enjoy the game. See, one of the biggest mistakes that men make at a strip club is believing that the fantasy is real. They think that this woman in front of them that's dancing, that's sexy, that's making this eye contact, actually likes him and wants him for him. And I think the reason why we think that is partly because, well, when we think with our dick, we, we don't think straight. But another reason is because sometimes guys are starved for attention. You know, for us guys, we don't get, you know, female attention like that for the average guy. And so when we get it, we take anything we can get. And it's like a self-esteem issue thing. And again, this is not meant to shame anybody, by the way, because we need human connection. We need human touch, especially from women. It's just that some guys are just looking for it in the wrong place and they are at the and they're in this place in their lives where they take anything and when you take anything sometimes what you take isn't good for you you get what i'm saying and so 
a lot of guys when they go to the club, a strip club, they have a moment with a dancer, uh, and 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 you know they they then end up confused or angry when they find out that Crystal isn't her real name, and of course you're gonna be confused. Of course you're gonna be a little frustrated and let down because you weren't playing the game. You were you were believing the fantasy was real, and what did I say at the beginning? You can't get mad at the game. It's just because you can't get mad. It's like getting mad at the sky for raining, the sun for shining. It's just the nature of the game. And so what do you do? You play the game so you can enjoy it. So what does that mean? Let me break it down. It means understand and accept the reality of the situation. The reality is that she's there to do a job. Her job is to give you a fantasy. It's to call you daddy. It's to tell you that you're handsome, to rub your chest. I actually saw a woman that she was talking to a guy and she was telling him, I love a man in a plaid shirt. And I had to laugh because she was leaning on kind of thick, but that's what she was doing. She was playing a role. And guys think this role is real instead of just going with it and knowing that it's make-believe. I mean, that's like that's like actually believing that Robert Downey Jr. is Iron Man <laughs> and then getting disappointed when you find out that he's not. And trust me, listen, She's not doing this because she's trying to trick you or take advantage of you. It's a service to entertain you. Because, by the way, do you understand the patience that it takes to show up for guy after guy and really, really, you know, show up for them and give them a, an experience? I know at your job, at some point, you're just sick of people and you don't want to deal with them no more. So you maybe give them a little attitude. Maybe you turn off your phone or your email. They can't do this. They know you came here for a reason. And they know you're excited. And so they show up, they turn it on for you. And so you got to give them props for that. They're professionals. And professionals shows up no matter how they feel. And so like I said, they're there to entertain you. You have to understand that. And once you, once you do understand that, then you can release any unrealistic expectations you might have. And that's the point when you really start having fun. So how do you do that? Easy. Since the name of the game is you know, her seducing me, I'm going to make the process fun. How do I do that? Well, first, I don't ask for her real name. Why? Because that's breaking the fantasy. That's being needy. You don't ask Robert Downey Jr., are you really Iron Man? Is Tony Stark your real name? Nah, you play along. Next thing is when she flirts with me, you flirt back. You flirt back and you don't take it seriously. You release any expectation of going home with her and make the point it just to flirt. I know you want to take her home, but again, that's not playing the game. The game's not take you home, it's entertain, to have a flirty experience. So focus on just having the experience. Make this the best five minutes ever. And the way you do that is flirting back. You have to understand that flirting is the way women have fun. That's the way they play around. It's kind of like playing catch. You know how like when you play catch with a friend, there's no real point to it. There's no real scorekeeping. There's no winner. It's just a point is just to throw the ball back and forth and have fun doing that. Flirting is the same thing. There's no end goal of winning. It's just the experience. And here's the thing. Let me end it with this. If you're good at flirting and playing the game, the dancers will want to stay longer. And also, you don't be surprised if they treat you to some little perk, like maybe an extra dance, an extra minute or two, or extra attention. Again, once you find someone that you like playing catch with, that you like flirting with, you're going to want to play with them again. 
you're going to want to play with them longer. And flirting is the same thing. It reminds me of this story one time. I was uh, at the strip club in New Jersey, and there was this one dancer named Jackie, super awesome. And I remember she was on stage, and it was a slow night, just happened to be. And it was me and maybe some other guys, like some businessmen at the end of the stage. And I was talking with, with Jackie, flirting back and forth, making jokes. And then at, at, at midway, I told her, hey, listen, I'm, I don't want to take you away from making money. You can go and talk to them and come back. And she's like, nah, don't worry about it. I want to stay here with you. You're more fun anyway. And she didn't even go to the other guys to make more money. She just stayed and continued to talk with me because of the banter, because of the back and forth. And afterwards, she just kept remembering me. She came over. She would say hi. We would have friends. And then later on, she actually introduced me to another dancer who had a crush on me and gave me her number. And so that's what I mean by playing the game. I had no expectations. I was just focused on enjoying the experience, being the best at it, doing the back and forth. And because I was playing the game, I was able to enjoy it. You get what I'm saying? And so my friend, you know, those were the lessons. Those were the lessons of my experience from the, uh, from the strip club. And that's what I learned from a Las Vegas stripper. Now, I hope you took a lot out of it because I was out there until 6 a.m. doing this market research for you. But I'm here talking like it was strenuous when it really wasn't. <laughs> she was fun. <laughs> but before I end this podcast, let me say this. Um, a couple things. Number one is I love dancers. have the most respect for them. I, um, you know, they are providing a service. They are helping guys get through hard times in more ways than they understand. Uh, they are artists at the art of seduction. And if they, and by the way, it takes a lot of strength, effort, and patience. And it's an ultimate hustle. I mean, I just got to applaud it. If you happen to be a woman and listening to this podcast, or even a guy listening to this podcast, and you're in the profession, prefer the term dancer over stripper, my apologies, dancer it is. Like I said, you get you get men through hard times, many hard times, in more ways than you know. <laughs> but that's it that's all i got for you my friend i hope you learned a lot i hope you enjoyed it i hope you take these lessons and have a good time over there at, at the strip club so next time i want you to remember to tip well to see the cute nerd in her and to play the game so you can enjoy it i'm your host pablo rosario thank you as always for listening to the red velvet podcast i want you to stay velvet out there and i'll check you out